Hey, hey guys, welcome to Savvy's Tech Show. I am your host, Savvy Tech Girl. Thanks for tuning in again. This is episode three, and today we're going to talk a little bit about technology, uh, Cody, general Cody, open elect questions, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about VPNs, uh, pros and cons of VPNs. These are just questions that I get uh, on a regular basis. And I just thought that I would sort of touch on them a little bit. I always get questions from people in regards to uh, streaming TV and do I think that Cody's going to disappear um, or any of the open source media players for that matter? Um, do I feel that they're going to, you know, is it a fad or is it all going to get shut down soon? Um, and, you know, I think... It is a hard question to answer. Do I think that streaming is going to disappear? Absolutely not. I think streaming is the way of the future. Uh, a lot of our cable and satellite companies are getting into streaming. I mean, they are streaming their feeds. It's packages that you can pay for. And um, it's not going to go anywhere. And as far as Cody, is Cody going to disappear? I highly doubt it. It may be reborn. It may come back as something different. I mean, right now there's SPMC out there. There's Libra Elec platform out there. Um, there are a lot of options out there. And I think that uh, the Kodi platform is the one that gets used the most. So previously XBMC. And if you think about XBMC, which was Xbox Media Center, um, that's sort of where it all evolved. And it's, the you know, Xbox got out of the business. Xbox are now back in the business again. They see where this is going. And the developers are there. And the de that's what the developers are doing. Uh, there's always going to be third-party developers out there that are building and developing better add-ons, um, better software. And, you know, it's a community, it's a very close knit community and everybody helps everybody. Um, like anything, I mean, there's a lot of haters out there and, um, you know, there's a lot of fantastic developers out there. You see things come and go and we see that all the time. I mean, a couple of years ago we had Genesis, um, even up until probably a year and a half ago, it was one of the top add-ons. Uh, one of the best places to get your streams from. And Genesis decided that they were going to be no longer. And then you get a fork of Genesis, which is um, Exodus, and you've got Specto. Same setup, same idea. Uh, another developer comes along and takes over. So uh, I don't see it going anywhere. I see it getting better. Um, I see the community building and... Um, I think, you know, I think it's a really good thing that we do have these developers out there that take their time and it's a lot of time, guys. It's, um, you always get the argument about, well, you've got people that are charging for this and people that are charging for that and, you know, it should be free. Um, yeah, open source media players are free. I mean, the, Somebody has taken the time and they've developed these um, software platforms and these app applications for us. And um, it doesn't mean that everything has to be free. I mean, you have to look at the time that people have put in to developing these apps. And it's fantastic that we have a base to start from 
where uh, a developer can build from that. I mean, we have things like GitHub where, you know what, you go on and you sh- you share your ideas and you share your um, development platforms and your programming and somebody else comes along and takes a look at that and says, oh, well, you know what, I can do something better with that or maybe I can't do better, but I can do, I can take it and make it a little bit different. And I think that's where the payment side comes in. I, I don't really, you know, in a lot of times, I don't really think that people appreciate how much time and effort goes into um, the development of third-party add-ons. And I think that it's something that should be recognized. I mean, I see uh, one of the developers that I know, and he spends countless and endless hours on um, firmware updates for people that have older boxes. Maybe they're not compatible anymore. And, you know, until now, he's done this on a donation base, Um and, you know, the sad part is, is there's only a handful of people that do donations where, you know what, they're not asking for millions and of dollars and thousands of dollars or thousands of pounds. Um, they're just asking, I, you know, in my opinion, for appreciation for what they do. And let's face it, we don't, we're not all programmers. We're not, we're not all application developers. And if I went into work and, um, you know, my boss asked me to develop something and I developed it and they said, well, you know what, um, you develop, you developed it using an open source platform. So we're just not going to pay you. It, it, you know, it just doesn't work like that. And I, it's, uh, I respect the developers that are now saying, you know what, we're not going to do this anymore for nothing. Um, I'm more than happy to do your firmware and um, write some firmware for you, but you're going to pay me for it. And I think that's the way it should be. Um, And I I would hope that people listening do understand the time that goes into, uh, you know, developing a a great add-on. And we know the great ones. I mean, they're the ones that everybody's using, Right, and I I just feel that um, people need to be you need to get a little something back for what you do, and like I said, people are are not asking for thousands and millions of dollars, but um, most people work full time jobs, and this is just on the side. We do this for fun, we do it because we enjoy it, but there does come a time where people start to take advantage of situations. And they want everything for nothing, and you you just can't do that. So, um, you know, so I think that's where we get into the: is it free, and why do I have to pay for this? And I mean, for crying out loud, most of the times when a developer asks for uh, a subscription to something, maybe at a at a high price, it would be about twenty dollars. Um, maybe that's a month, but if you think about $20, it's probably three Starbucks coffees and we, you know, we don't have any problems whatsoever going out and spending $3 on a Starbucks coffee, but for something that somebody has invested thousands of hours into, all of a sudden we step back. A lot of people step back and say, wait a minute, this is supposed to be free. So the only way I see Cody, uh, community disappearing would be because the great 
developers that are out there uh, get taken advantage of. I mean, it's no different than if you've got the argument about if you purchase a box that's set up for you and um, it's running an open source platform, whether it be SPMC or Kodi or Open Source Media Center, um, any of those, and then somebody makes a comment of, well, why would you pay for that if you can get it for free? Well, if you can't do it yourself and you can't build the box and you can't set the box up and you can't, you know, get everything working, then it's no different than saying, well, I can change the oil on my car myself for free. Or if I don't want to do it for free and I don't want to do it for myself, then you would pay somebody to do it. So, um, you know, I don't blame a lot of these developers that decide to call it quits. And it's a shame, I think, in a lot of um, situations that the community does lose a lot of great developers. Um, I mean, they're obviously going to keep developing and they're going to, that's not going to go away. They're going to keep working on projects. And I'm lucky enough to have a relationship with a lot of them where they help me out with projects that I'm working on. And it could be something completely different. It could be uh, website based, it could be database structures, it could be, um, you know, an SQL question, anything like that. So it's the, the knowledge that's out there is absolutely priceless. And, um, you know, I really hope that, and I'm not, you know what, I'm not here to preach for anybody. I'm not here to, um, collect money. I'm not asking anybody to, to pay for my podcasts. I mean, I'm, I'm all about sharing information. I do really enjoy um, sharing my knowledge of what I know, and that is only very minimal to, compared to what a lot of um, people in the community know. But you know what? You, you do at some point get to um, a point in your hobby where you do feel a little bit like you're getting taken advantage of, and it always seems to be from the same people. And that's, I think, where you need to draw the line. So it's a fantastic community. Like I said, everybody's out there helping each other. One of the great um, groups that are out there is Retromania. I've done a YouTube show. I had them on my show. And um, Franco, the developer of RetroX, uh, formerly known as Retrobox, is, you know what, his knowledge and Stuart's knowledge in Retromania, the time that these guys put into their development is um, by far, it's incredible. And, you know, like I said, full-time jobs, um, this is a hobby. And the community that Retromania and RetroX have built to sit back and watch everybody uh, in forums, helping each other. And, you know, you get people, newbies that come in and they don't, they don't know anything. And to see the community helping and passing on knowledge that maybe they have learned going into the forum, maybe they didn't really have a lot of background um, knowledge in any, in the area at all. And all of a sudden, you know what, a couple of weeks down the road, you see somebody that's new now helping somebody else that's just signed up. And I, I just don't see that in other communities. I know it's out there. I'm sure it is. 
Um, and I'm sure it's out there in communities that I'm just not a part of, but, and I probably get a hundred emails a day from, um, my YouTube subscribers and, uh, Twitter subscribers, Facebook, um, whatever it may be. And I do take the time to answer those questions. I mean, sometimes it takes me a few days. Sometimes it might be a week before I get back to people. Um, but I try and a lot time out of my day and uh, get back to people and just help them with their questions and, uh, you know, ba- things that I, lo- I love getting the basic questions. I love it when people ask me something and, you know, there's, there's never a stupid question and uh, it may only take me a minute to reply. May, sometimes it take five, 10 minutes. Sometimes we may communicate for three or four days back and forth. Uh, but sharing the knowledge, helping each other, that's what this community is all about. I do not see that ever going away. Um, you're probably thinking I'm totally getting off track as far as Cody goes. Um, but I'm not, I think it's, it's what this community is built from. It's what the community stands for. And it's people helping people, right? And I think that um, for anybody that can take the time and can send donations to whatever developer that you're uh, closely following, it's, it, uh, we, you know what? We have computers that we're running. We have hardware that we have to buy. Um, so it's not only our time, it's the money that we invest and we absolutely do it because we love doing it and we enjoy it. And that's an, a given. And, um, we, we make that conscious decision to do that and to help people. And it's, like I said, I'm, I'm not out there advocating for anybody. I'm not saying send your money to so-and-so. Um, but I think that it's, uh, to keep this community going and to keep those developers that we don't want to lose, the ones that, uh, help us the most, the ones that are the, you know, the core behind the systems. Um, we just need to give them a shout out, send some tips their way and, uh, help them support the hobby and the community that we're building. Again, we've all got families, right? Everybody's got families and, and this is a, it's a fun pastime. It, it's enjoyable and it's great to see new developers coming out all of the time. Um, you know, microcomputing to me is fantastic because we can get kids into it. You know, there's no reason why your 10 year old can't take on any of these projects. I mean, Retromania, they have um, a great website. They have great download capabilities. And, you know, if you've got kids that are interested in computers, take them to the next level. Get them a Raspberry Pi. Um, Go to the Adafruit. So Adafruit is a website where you can get kits. You can get microcomputing kits for your kids or for yourself. Um, not just talking about kids, but it's a community where then you can go online and you can uh, make projects, you can get help from people. And, um, you know, I've in all the schooling that I've done through my life, um, I have found that if I need to know something now, I go to the Cody, we'll say Cody community, Um, but the open source community is where I get all of my help. 
and running a small business, if I'm looking for a solution, a business solution, I'm not going to the big boys. I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars. I'm going to work with developers. I'm going to pick their brain as they pick my brain. We help each other and we come up with the solutions that we need specific for our businesses. And if it's, um, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a community that's very helpful and there's no way it's going to disappear. Um, it's too big to just go away. And yeah, sure. The, the companies, the cable companies, satellite companies, um, your ISPs, they're, they're going to put roadblocks in. They're the ones that want the money right? They're the ones that want the contracts. They want you spending $200 a month with them so you can watch television. You may only watch one TV show a month, but you're going to pay $200 for it. Uh, ISPs, I mean, we're limited to who we can go to. So I don't, to me, I, it doesn't matter where you live worldwide. I'm sure you're limited to one or two internet service providers. And again, it's a monopoly, right? Even in areas where it's now been branched out that There's more than just two ISPs. Um, If I wanted to, I could open up my own um, company at this point, but you still have to buy from the big boys. So the monopoly is always going to be there. They're, They're always going to try and put roadblocks in the way. And I believe that there's always going to be a way around the roadblocks. I mean, we see Netflix, we see Hulu, um, Netflix Canada, Netflix USA, Netflix UK. And again, they all have different content. Understand, I, I get the reason why they all have different content. But again, we're paying for a service that we're very limited to. Um, you go into the Cody community and you get add-ons and um, you're, you can watch what you want when you want to watch it. Uh, as long as you're not downloading content, the question I hear a lot from people when they're first interested in Cody or they're asking questions about it, um, is it legal? Is it not illegal? We, we, we read about it every day. I'm not here to answer that question. I'm not going to tell you it's legal and I'm also not going to tell you it's illegal. If you're downloading content from the internet, your internet service provider is going to see what you're doing. Um, they see everything you do. So if you download software or you download a movie and you put it onto um, some type of hardware device, whether it be an external hard drive, uh, internal hard drive, you have or could have intent to sell that product. If you're streaming, you do not have a copy of what you've just watched. Okay, so it's sitting on a server somewhere, but it's not sitting on your computer, your PC. So that is something that um, ISPs are, yeah, they may start to send out letters um, eventually. And different countries, um, different areas have obviously different policies, but Uh, it's my experience that what the ISPs currently are going after is people that are downloading content. So if you're downloading it, you have the intent to sell it. 
we saw it years ago. We saw it with Napster. We saw it with, you know, that was the big music download, right? Um, to me now, it's easier to go on iTunes. I pay $1.29 for a song or $1.99 or $10 for an album. Um, so, you know, things things over time evolve. And like I said, it went from Napster where everybody was downloading. It gave me a lot of business because of the number of viruses people downloaded. Is it safe? No, it's not safe. Um, you could download anything onto your computer. Uh, I, iTunes is safe, right? If you, if you know you're going onto iTunes and you're going to download some music um, and you're going to pay a minimum amount for that, then the other thing is, is that the, the artist or the developer, or whatever you're downloading, then gets paid for what they've done. So it all comes back to... Um, you know, the, you're, are you going to get paid for the work that you have done? So, um, streaming and Cody watching TV shows, um, watching movies, it's, uh, fantastic for, I mean, you can watch a movie back from the seventies or the sixties, or you can watch TV shows from the seventies and you're not limited to what you can watch. It's, um, you know, some ISPs do block things. Some ISPs have geo-blocking even. So if I'm in Canada and I'm trying to watch something in the UK, um, there's geo-blocking that goes into place. And then that's when we get into uh, VPNs. So another question I would see on probably on quite a regular basis, at least 10 times a week, I get the question about VPNs. Do I need a VPN or don't I need a VPN? Uh, if you're streaming... I would have a VPN in place. There's a lot of different ones out there. I really like overplay.net and I also like IP vanish. And you need to think about, are you just going to put a VPN on the device you are using to stream? Or you can put the VPN um, in a lot of cases directly on the modem or the router. So they will, the companies will have settings for you. Um, so you can block your entire network, or you can just do it device by device. So I think it's smart to put a VPN in place. And, uh, you know, the privacy thing with ISPs, um, morally, I think is an issue. If you think about, you subscribe to a service and, you know, you subscribe to your big ISP in your area and whatever you do on the internet will be monitored by that company. They can see everything you're doing. Um, in most cases, that's fine. And, but you know what, there's some things even work-wise like that you wouldn't want, you know, put it this way, when you leave your house in the morning or anytime you go out, do you leave your front door and your windows open? Do you just say to anybody on the street, come on in, take a look around, see what I've got. Um, don't take anything, but just take a look. You're more than welcome to come in my house and go through all my drawers and go through my purse and go through my wallet. And you don't. You would never do that. And uh, essentially, when you have a computer that isn't, you know, secure or you're not using a VPN, you're wide open. And I just think, I don't think that is right. I mean, you can, 
be online surfing and all of a sudden you get a pop-up from your internet service provider, uh, maybe with information, maybe you're coming close to your data plan, you're, you've gone over, but it's an invasion of privacy because at any point they can connect to your computer, they can take full control of your computer and, um, you know, it's sort of, it just leaves you wide open. So I think it's very smart to put a VPN in place. Um, and not just if you're streaming, but if you're streaming, it's essential that you put a VPN in place. And again, this, this is all my opinion. Um, I've been doing technology now for over 20 years. I have quite a bit of experience in it. I've seen, uh, a lot of ransomware. I've seen, especially in the last, you know, last year, ransomware has become, um, sort of rampant and they have, they'll go after anybody and, you know, you need to be smart about things. If you've got emails that come through and they can look legit, um, they make it look like they're coming from your boss and they want you to open a spreadsheet or, um, maybe it looks like it's coming from your bank and they want you to open and you click on it. And, um, you know, you need things in place. You need security. Obviously a VPN is not going to stop that from happening, but it just shows the vulnerability of, um, when you're online, what can happen? You know, the other thing is, is we go out, we leave our computers turned on, they're connected to the internet. If somebody did connect to your computer, you would have no idea anyway. I mean, in my business, uh, a lot of my business is remote service. I do connect to people's computers, um, never without their consent, but it just goes to show you how, how simple it is. And, um, you know, I think most of us use our computers for banking and for work. We've got our personal information on there. Um, so you need, I, you just need to be smart about it. And we, you know, if you're streaming, uh, you're streaming TV shows, you're streaming movies, you just, again, you need to be smart about it. Um, there's OpenVPN, you can put that on Kodi, there's an add-on for that. Uh, again, a lot of stuff I do cover in my YouTube videos, so be sure to check me out on YouTube, Savvy Tech Girl, and I've got um, videos and how-to videos on um, installing VPNs and installing third-party add-ons, And um, but it's you know what, you just need to think smart and um, just be careful with what you're doing. And if you're downloading, make sure that the content you're downloading is um, not illegal. And uh, if you are downloading it, then, I mean, you're allowed to download anything that you own a copy of. So with retro gaming, for example, there's uh, people ask questions all the time about emulators and ROMs. So a ROM is basically a, um, little software. It's, it's a emulation of a pre, a game. So if you had, let's, my favorite's ColecoVision. I always talk about ColecoVision, um, but Retromania. So they are specifically geared towards retro gaming and there are ROMs on the internet that you can go and download. So these ROMs are able to be played within an emulator. If you own ColecoVision, like I still do, um, and I still have the cartridges, so Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Dukes of Hazard, all of those things, I can download the ROM because I own the original. 
It's when you start to download things that you do not own the original for. So if you've paid for something previously, you now have the right that you own it. You can download those ROMs without any issues at all. If anybody ever did come to you and say, well, I see you've been downloading this and I've seen you've been downloading that. If you have the original copy of it, then um, you've covered yourself. So that's how they look at things. Um, obviously, you know, as every day things change, but basically the legality is, is if you own a copy of it, then you're able to download it for your own personal use. Um, sort of, you know, gets off track a little bit. The original question was, is Cody legal or is it illegal? And, uh, you know, I'm not really, I'm not going to say it's illegal. And I guess there's no real hard evidence that it is legal, but in most places it is not illegal to stream. It is illegal to download content because then you have the intent to sell. Um, most people I know are streaming you know, probably 75% of the people I know are streaming now. A lot of people have canceled subscriptions to satellite services um, and cable services as a backup. They're using HD antennas, which is, um, you know, it's a great way. HD antennas is a great way to watch all your local stations. So it's, uh, but kudos to the community. I think it's Cody is a, it's a fantastic community. Everybody is so helpful, and we're seeing um, new developers daily. For the ones that we're losing, it's uh, it's a shame to lose the ones that we are, the top developers that are, they just don't have the time to do it. Um, they're not getting compensated for it, and I think people just get to the point where they decide, you know what, there there is no time to keep this add-on up to date, and if I'm not going to do it at my best, then there's no point in doing it. I mean, no developer out there only wants to do half, you know, have a half of what they could do. Or um, if they don't feel it's their best, they're not going to have it out there. And if they can't keep it up at their best, then they're not going to put their work out there, right? And uh, luckily enough, when Exodus decided, um, I believe it was Lambda previously, so decided to retire, and again, Lambda made a fantastic third-party add-on for Cody, uh, one of the top and still one of the top downloads, uh, was taken over by TV add-ons. So another great group, um, TV add-ons, I do believe have a lot more developers working in their community. So for one person to maintain something, or let's say maybe three people to maintain something, and then you're passing it over to a group that you know, possibly has double, maybe triple. I'm not quite sure how many developers are with TV add-ons, but, um, you know, it sure is helpful when you've got a lot more people that can uh, work with you. You know, there's also IPTV services out there. So again, it's a pay service, um, whether it's legal, whether it's illegal, but you're paying because there are servers in behind, there are people working in behind, um, they're usually working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, uh, there's a cost to it. I mean, there's, there's a cost to any business running a business. So 
whether it's getting IPTV streams, whether it's um, your local corner store that's selling chips and pop, there's always a cost associated to running any type of business. And with IPTV services, um, they're a lot more stable than if you were to try and watch um, or stream TV from a free add-on because that add-on, maybe the source doesn't work. And um, these services try and ensure that those feeds are working and you're able to watch what you want to watch. So um, lots of questions I do, again, on my YouTube channel. I do um, do a lot of reviews for IPTV. And I'm a, a neutral party. Like I said, I, I enjoy doing tech reviews. I enjoy soft um, <clears throat> doing reviews of software and um, different builds and that type of thing. So um, check it out. See what you guys think. And again, it's something that there, there is um, hardware and software running in behind. These things do cost money. And that is why um, people charge for any service like that. So again, that comes to the question of, well, should it be free and should people have to pay? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you only get where you pay for. And if the monthly fee is the same as three Starbucks coffees, I think it's a pretty darn good deal. Um, considering that I just got my cell phone bill and my internet bill and it was $383 and that's for one month. So are people going to look for alternatives without a doubt? Do I want to pay almost $400 a month for cell phone and for internet? Absolutely not. And do I feel that I should have to? No, I don't. Um, I think that they've, they've got us where they want us and they just keep on charging us. So to the Cody community, I, you know, kudos to them and all the third party developers that are out there. I think that they do a fantastic job, um, of keeping things going. And I, I, personally think you're just going to see more and more um, positive and um, better applications, better add-ons coming out. And uh, for the great ones that are out there right now, um, just, you know, just to name a few. So you've got Exodus, you've got Specto, you've got Salts. Um, Bob is another really good one. They're um, well-maintained and I think that they're going to keep up with it. I think that they've, um, they have a great following, great community, and those developers are going to, um, keep doing what they can do to, to stay in front of the community and uh, at the end of the day to, to help each other. So uh, for IPTV, I would check out Team Expat. So teamexpat.ninja, they, um, they're the ones that I do review, reviews for. They do have a fantastic service and um, they're a great group of guys. Um, their support is 24-7. So um, again, I'm not being paid by anybody to do this. I'm just pointing out the ones um, that I feel need the, uh, you know, the pat on the back for all the hard work they do. So for anybody that does want to check out IPTV as a paid service, check them out at teamexpat.ninja, N-I-N-J-A. And uh, guys, I would love to get questions from you. I would love to um, keep these podcasts going. Anything to do with technology, um, just drop me an email, SavvyTechGirl at gmail.com, and you can get me on Twitter at SavvyTechGirl. Um, you can send me direct messages, 
and or if you just have any questions at all with technology that you may need help with then also absolutely feel free to uh, send me a message so your questions make my show what it is and there's you know as far as technology goes there's always something to talk about Um, but it's just I prefer to talk about um, things that people are looking for help with and for um, which you know it's again it's all about helping people so whatever your question may be it can be anything from um, smartphones smart devices Windows XP Mac OS Uh, anything, you name it, you throw the question out there. And um, if I cannot get the answer, I will make sure I find an answer for you. So um, guys, I hope you keep listening and please watch my YouTube channel, Savvy Tech Girl. Um, I do have a, I try and have a weekly show on Thursday evenings. I am looking at getting developers on my show, um, on my YouTube show. So the, the, again, the more people that we have, the better the show gets. So Uh, Any of my subscribers, thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening. And I look forward to the next podcast, solving one smart problem at a time. Thanks so much for your time. Talk to you soon. Bye.